Hi there, I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey, everyone. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Today is the final episode in our six-part series on Golden Gate Park. For information about how you can turn this series into a DIY walking tour, stick around at the end of the episode or head to baycurious.org slash goldengatepark. All right, let's get on with the show. As you walk down the steps into the National AIDS Memorial Grove in Golden Gate Park, the traffic and bustle of the street fade away. The trees that keep the grove hidden from the road above slowly give way to smaller shrubs and flowers. And when you reach the bottom, there's a big grassy field. You're hit with this feeling of openness. But surrounded by trees and plants, you also feel protected. Some people say it feels like you're being held by two cupped hands. And I just happened to stumble through it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazingly tranquil place. This is Bay Curious listener Don Linhart. She moved close to Golden Gate Park six years ago, and since then, this grove has become one of her favorite places. I immediately was wondering, what is this all about? And I, I just wanted to know more. Today on Bay Curious, the story behind the National AIDS Memorial Grove. It's the nation's first and only federally designated memorial for lives lost to AIDS. We'll be right back. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. The National AIDS Memorial Grove in Golden Gate Park is a hidden oasis just off JFK Drive. Its beauty is the work of thousands of volunteers, many from the groups affected most by the AIDS epidemic, including intravenous drug users, hemophiliacs, and the LGBTQ community. Producer Amanda Stupai attended one of the Grove's workdays and found that they are a powerful way community members honor those they've lost. I came here 22 years ago as a volunteer. My partner had just died three weeks prior. The grief was so strong 
and my depression that I felt like I would start calling in on sick days if I didn't make a move to engage in life <laughs> and just, like, take my grief somewhere. Tom Jensen is on the board of directors for the National AIDS Memorial and is helping lead volunteers today. He thinks about his long-term partner, Bobby Hilliard, who died of AIDS when he's here. We produced magic, jealous-making magic. (laughs) Tom and Bobby met in the early 80s in San Francisco's financial district while waiting in line for coffee. You know, it was just a a playland and a wonderland. I mean, there was just such freedom and liberation. I felt like we can change the world. But it soon became a terrifying time. A new virus was sweeping through the gay community. Friends were dying all around them. Noticing people that I worked out with at the gym, and in two weeks they were covered with Carposi sarcoma lesions and um, walking on canes and in wheelchairs and looking like emaciated old men. Between 1981 and 1994, more than 11,000 San Franciscans died of AIDS. Though early media attention on the disease focused on gay white men, the disease has always disproportionately affected communities of color. Bobby already had the virus when he and Tom got together. They focused on enjoying the present. We lived a life thinking you're going to live for a year and a half. So we didn't move in together. It seemed pointless. But in what felt like a miracle at the time, when the average life expectancy for someone with AIDS was a little over a year, Bobby went on to live with the virus for another 16 years. They did eventually move in together, first in the Castro, then in Noe Valley. The two spent a lot of their time in nature. We got to go backpacking and hiking and camping and, and, you know, we were great friends. We loved each other. After Bobby died, Tom knew he needed to push past his introverted tendencies. And plants comfort him. I decided to come here because I thought, I'll at least feel at home. His first visit to the National AIDS Memorial Grove was at a monthly workday. Hundreds of volunteers showed up to weed, transfer plants, and generally keep the place beautiful. Some have been coming for decades. Many have lost a loved one to the virus. This is just such a huge family. I was transformed by being here. The AIDS Memorial Grove is important to many people. But building it was no easy feat. It took decades of work. The gay community was hit early and hard by the AIDS epidemic in the 1980s. And homophobia shaped how government and researchers responded. Many of these people may not have died if our government and a majority of society had cared more about them. Steve Sagasser manages programming for the National AIDS Memorial. He lost his partner, Sergio Anguiano, to AIDS. Government wasn't doing anything about it because it was hitting a group of people who were already demonized or stigmatized. In the first decade, people with AIDS were largely left to fend for themselves. People came together. No one told us what to do. Friends and neighbors organized to support sick community members. But people kept dying. By 1988, the CDC recorded more than 80,000 cases of AIDS in the United States. Of those, more than half were fatal. That same year, 
a small group of San Francisco residents asked the city to dedicate some land for a memorial, a place people could gather to mourn and remember those who had died of AIDS. A healing garden for people experiencing trauma after trauma, loss after loss, at such a rate that, you know, it was impossible to complete the grieving process for one person, and, and you're already, you'd already lost another. They envisioned a new way of commemorating and coping with loss, something natural, but that still had the sanctity of a cathedral, a place with life running through it. The city agreed to let the group use an abandoned dell at the eastern end of the park. It was a swampy, overgrown valley, and it flooded a lot. There was six foot of water in here, but it was like murky, marshy, blech water um, that, that we drained out. In 1991, volunteers began years of intense work to clean up the dell. Usually 300 to 400 people out here every month for three years, just cleaning out washing machines, tires, blackberry bushes, um, junk. Congress designated the grove a national memorial in 1996. Steve says the space has allowed people to grieve communally by creating and nurturing a living space. The volunteers, the people from the community who needed to be with people going through the same experience and to share their grief with others experiencing the same. Now they have a beautiful public space and a community to lean on. This is where they could come and grieve openly and share their experiences and relate to each other. Some people have criticized the Grove for being too subtle. They say it needs a signature element, like a big statue, to drive home a clear message. This is the circle of friends, and um, we call this the heart of the Grove. The circle has about 3,000 names carved into the ground, spiraling out. It's the closest thing to a centerpiece in the Grove. Most of the names are of people who have died from AIDS. Others are people who have been affected by the disease. Tom Jensen thinks most people understand the intention of the grove when they visit. We come down into a bowl that's almost like hands holding us. We're off the street, we're out of the noise. We have made it a sacred place. He likes that people use the grove in all kinds of ways, from contemplative to boisterous. After all, many of those who died from AIDS were young people who missed out on many of life's joyful moments. A 25-year-old man, 30-year-old man saying, will you remember me? I think there's so much in that. Like, I haven't even lived my life. I haven't even become who I wanted to become. And yet, will you remember me? Please remember me. That was reporter Amanda Stupai. As of 2019, more than a million people over the age of 13 are living with HIV in the United States. People of color continue to be disproportionately affected. The National AIDS Memorial recently became stewards of the AIDS Memorial Quilt, all 54 tons of it. A large section of the quilt will be displayed in Golden Gate Park on June 11th and 12th. That wraps our series on Golden Gate Park. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or better yet, share it with a friend. Personal recommendations are the number one way that people learn about new podcasts, so it really helps us out. Thanks. This series is all part of a DIY walking tour that we put together. 
we'd love for you to head to the park and experience some of the places that we've been talking about all week up close. Head to baycurious.org slash goldengatepark to learn more. Our show is made by a team of folks that includes Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, Sebastian Mignobuccelli, and me, Olivia Allen Price. Amanda Font scored this episode and helped out in many ways with our Golden Gate Park series. Big thanks also to Kiana Mogadam, Jessica Placek, Scott Schaefer, Jen Sheehan, and Jenny Pritchett. We're back to our regular schedule of episodes next week, so look for a new episode on Thursday. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. Hope to see you at the park. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Thanks.